Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chit Chat Chicks. We're really excited today because we're having our first guests on. So we're really excited, Tasha. But yeah. before we do that, we have something really important to do, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we have to chat. Yeah, we have to chat. I mean, yeah. we are the Chit Chat Chicks. That's that's right. So what's up, T? Oh, not a lot. I was kind of I was sick all weekend. So I didn't do a lot. Yeah, I was kind of a feeling better. I am feeling better, thank you. Um, I basically just watched HGTV all week, (laughs) all weekend. (laughs) It's kind of like you know how people have comfort food. I have comfort TV, and my comfort TV is HGTV. So I figure it's better than watching E. Though I mean, you know, if if the Kardashians were my comfort TV, we would be in trouble. Oh no, you would be in real trouble. Yeah, you yeah. could slap me. So. I'd rather watch interior decorating than yeah, I love whining for an hour. And like the House Hunters International is my favorite. I oh, love I love that. Show. That's a great show. It's it's. But great. why is it they always like granite countertops and, and stainless steel appliances? Um, and they don't like the color of the walls. Aren't they going to repaint it? I don't get They're it. They're going to repaint it anyway. Yeah. I know. People want to move into the house. I don't know what kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your how was your weekend? Well, um, yeah, yeah, I guess a lot of I think a lot of people are feeling kind of sick. I guess it must be something in the air because I was talking to my friend Annie. Remember, I was talking to her last, talking about her last week. Right, right. She lives in New York, and we permit mispronounce words every once in a while. And she had come out with chandelabra mm-hmm. when she was looking for lighting fixtures. Well, I was talking to her. I think it was a couple of days ago, and she wasn't feeling well, and she was telling me that she was going to go to the doctor. So I said, well, what doctor are you going to go to? And she said, I'm going I'm going to go to the urinologist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I have nothing else to say about that. But, yeah. But I have hard. an issue. I have a real issue with food packaging. I, mean, I could go through a whole show about how I can't open containers and packages and cartons. But I'm just going to mention a couple because we do have our guests and we want to bring them on. Yeah. But you know these milk cartons? I usually just buy a quart because I I don't drink that much milk. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get it open. It's it's glued shut. So I usually end up with a fork and I start mm-hmm. stabbing it. Mm-hmm. And I'll end up either with a little hole so the milk just kind of drips out. Right. Or else I get a big hole and the milk just kind of pours out. Pours out, yeah. yeah so I bought these new noodles, these baby fine little baby noodles. You, you love your noodles. I love I noodles. Like noodles. <laughs> we won't go. To, I love noodles, <laughs> but it's it was in one of those uh, see-through packages, you know, the mm-hmm. real crinkly kind of, 
and you have to take both of your your hands and you have to pull it open. Uh, well, this package, the container just kind of fell apart, and four thousand noodles were scattered oh, all over no. my kitchen. I know, I know. They Crazy were in the sink. They were on the counter. They were under the stove. They were behind mm-hmm. the refrigerator. They were all over the place. So it was it was like this cheap sci-fi movie. It was me against four thousand noodles. Right. Yeah, and I really didn't know what to do. I mean, I wanted to take a vacuum cleaner and just suck mm-hmm. them all up. Right. But you know, I you know I was afraid that my my vacuum cleaner would just die on me. So I took a broom mm-hmm. and a pail or whatever you call it, you know, whatever that is, and I started sweeping them up. And it took me forever. I mean, it was me and the noodles. I just yeah. I had to give up. I had to take breaks. It was so exhausting. It was just horrible, and they're still there. I know they're still hiding there. I know they're I missed them. They're, they're still like, there. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, exactly. But I have, you know, our building. We have some elderly people, right? And they, they can't open things. They can't open cans. I, I jars. can't open things, and I'm not elderly, so it is. What I know it is. I'm not elderly <laughs> either, but it's yeah. just it's really bad. So we have a doorman downstairs whose job is mm-hmm. to answer the phones and to greet greet people when they come in. Right, and half of his day he spent. They're they're lined up. Well, you know, one lady holding a, a jar of sauce, and the other one's holding an envelope or a package, and he spends half his day trying to open these Aww. things. So Very that's nice. my gripe. That's and I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm wait, done. I need to ask you. I have to know though. Any Bigfoot sightings this weekend? Well, no big. Well, actually, yeah. He was very quiet all week. And then mm-hmm. Friday he had some company, and I thought, oh, go here we go, another yes. weekend. But it only lasted for about, I think it was just a, that one night. Right. But this time they added some special effects. And then oh, music. Right. Bass. Music. Yeah, <laughs> like a deep bass. But it, it just, get it on. <laughs> get a little bit of Barry White right on, right on. Get it on, baby. But, yeah, so oh, that was... My. That that was it, and they were quiet after that. So it was a All short right. encounter, a short encounter. Nice. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe next week. Yeah, next week. Alrighty. Well, shall we introduce our guest? Yeah, sure. Why not? Go ahead. Alrighty. You go first. Well, our first guest, and yes, I'm reading, so sorry, Lenny Castellaneta. And I hope I said your name right, Lenny. If I didn't, you can correct me when you come on. <laughs> um, Lenny's a great guy. I've known him for I feel like I've known him forever. But um, he's a former Los Angeles alternative education teacher and the author of two books. His most recent book, 1225 Mistletoe Lane, is a humorous and enchanting Christmas tale, a contemporary mixture of It's a Wonderful Life, Back to the Future, and Somewhere in Time. And let me tell you, folks, you need to go out and get it because it's delightful. It's a great um, book. If you, if you like It's a Wonderful Life, you like Back to the Future, you're going to love this book. It's awesome. And he also has written a screenplay called Letters to Santa, and we're going to be talking about that because uh, it's in the hands of Hallmark right now and some interesting actors, so... That's Lenny. Yeah. And I'm going to do, sure, I'm going to introduce Danny Snyder, who's known Lenny for many years. And I'm going to be reading this too, guys, so please excuse me. But uh, anyway, Danny is from Sacramento, California, and he relocated to Los Angeles in the 80s to pursue his music. He's an extremely talented vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter, and he formed the band Limit, uh, Speed Limit, and he, and he, 
he performed in some of the most legendary clubs on the on Sunset Strip. Now this is fascinating. I can't wait to talk, ask him about this. Whiskey a Go Go, the Roxy, the Troubadour. Uh, wow. Uh, Danny relocated to Texas in 2005, where he performs with his new band Lennon Page, and he has collaborated with Lenny on the soundtrack to uh, for screenplays written by Lenny, uh, Vinny the Elf, and Letter to Santa. So we are going to bring them on the air. Let me connect Lenny and Danny. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. Al. Hello. What's How you doing? This Dan. Hey, Danny. Hey. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hi, Lenny. Thanks hey, for coming everybody. on. This is Dan. Uh, hi, Lenny. I haven't talked to you for a while. How you doing? Pretty good. How you liking <laughs> being back in California? We're loving the weather. It's much better than that Dallas, man, with that humidity. Oh, I yeah. bet. Oh, Tasha, you have... you're from Dallas, right? Uh, I'm not from Dallas, but I ended up here. I'm from, you know, I'm from South Carolina, but yeah, we've been living here for about two months now, so um, it's different. <laughs> I miss yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you glad? And we're having we're having the humidity in Philadelphia too, so I guess it's just all over the place. Nope, it's 68 yeah, well. degrees here on the Central Coast. Oh, shut oh up. brag, brag, brag. <laughs> That's at, that's at the hottest point of the day, 68 degrees. Oh, my God. Thanks a lot for sharing seven. that. <laughs> Thanks, Lenny. Thanks. Um, okay, so what we're going to do, Danny, is we, we're going to talk to Lenny for just a few minutes, and then we're going oh, you know, to put you on the hot seat. <laughs> so, okay. We love you equally, but uh, oh. yeah, we're going to go with Lenny first. But. Well, we'll keep you on the air, though, so in case you have yeah, any yeah. side comments wanna, that you want to make. Any snide comments, you know, feel free to interject. I'll try to keep them under control. All right. I appreciate that. comment, that is. Okay. Okay, um, Lenny. Well, go ahead, Jane. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, this is going to be kind of, this is your life, Lenny. Okay, you ready? No, okay. It's not that interesting, you know, but okay. <laughs> okay. Well, just tell us where you grew up and what your parents did for a living. Well, I grew up uh, in New York, just outside of uh, uh, New York City, uh, one of the very first towns on Long Island. Uh, right in the flight path of uh, JFK uh, Airport. And let's see, my dad, um, he was a postal worker. He was a postal supervisor for many years. Then he retired from that and went to work for a bank as a as an accountant. And mm-hmm. my mom was, a, like most moms from that era, a stay-at-home mom. Oh, okay. Must have been noisy, though. If you were, did, did you get used to the airplanes flying over your house? You know, you did. Or did you, you ever get used to we did. I mean, and we lived on a very busy street uh, to boot. So when I first moved to California, I was about 22 years old. I was finishing up my last couple of years of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Fullerton, Orange County, and at the time, 30-something years ago, it was um, uh, very, very quiet, very quiet. And I couldn't sleep at night because there was no noise. It took me <laughs> so long to learn how to sleep without noise because you just you just got used to it. Hey, Lenny, I have a question. Oh, I'm sorry, Jane. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Tasha. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, where did you attend high school? And were you a good student or a troublemaker? And I'm guessing you were a troublemaker, but I... I well, <laughs> I, I, I went to Limbrook High School, um, mm-hmm. uh, Limbrook, New York, and um, was I a good... I was not a good student. I was a good student in college, but mm-hmm. in high school... This is interesting because I... Um, five minutes into the teachers lectures i would just fade away i i just couldn't concentrate right. when i later became a school teacher 
and had to take the classes for my uh, credential, I realized um, that I had AD, I have ADD. I have a very short attention span. Oh wow! Yeah. And um, there are different ways now that they that uh, different uh, methods of teaching that you know teachers just mm-hmm. don't stand in lecture anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I used to uh, for a few years up here on the Central Coast, I was a student teacher supervisor for a local university. And it's incredible now what they've incorporated into teaching, the different methods. I mean, you know, because because there are so many people like me, you just can't stand mm-hmm. – a, a teacher just can't stand there and lecture. You have to, you know, you have to involve, uh, you know, uh, hands-on um, portions of the lesson, uh, visual, auditory. I mean, so there's so many things you have to do uh, to engage everybody. And I wish they had had that when I was a kid because – I just didn't do well in high school. I hated it. Yeah, I mean, it it makes a big difference. I know I think back then, you know, they would label kids as, as, you know, just like troublemakers, whereas, you know, they just have a learning disability and they just need help, you know. Um, My brother actually has ADD, and um, so, you know, he was lucky at the time because people were were starting to, you know, recognize that, you know, these kids need different kinds of... um, uh, need to be approached in a different way. So. Yeah. All right, Miss right, Jane. So did, did you have any nicknames in school? <laughs> None that I can say on the air. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know what they called me? Because um, uh, the, 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 the rock band uh, Leonard Skinner was uh, very popular, you know, when I was in high school, and my first name is Leonard, so a lot of people called me Skinner. <laughs> but, but that was That's about the only nickname I ever had. That's yeah. a compliment. Big name to have. Yeah. Can we call you Skinnerd? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. Okay, Josh. Ask Skinnerd the next question. <laughs> okay. Well, you mentioned briefly that you you went to college in California. Is that is that kind of how you found yourself there? Well, I graduated from Nassau Community College uh, on Long Island. First of all, I got my mm-hmm. associates, mm-hmm. and then. You know, I was walking across the uh, the, the quad one day. Uh, Nassau Community College, for people who don't know, is Roosevelt Field, where Lucky Lindy took off. Uh, and it's it it, it is it is so. The parking lot and the and the college are like a mile apart. <laughs> so the one winter day, I'm walking across this parking lot. And it's snow and it's it's ice and it's freezing. I I drive home. I you know, get to my car. The heater doesn't work. I drive home. Just awful conditions. I'm in a bad mood, and my brother's on the telephone talking to my mom, and he's in Fullerton, and he's laying out by the pool, or he just got back from laying out by the pool. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? When I graduate, that's where I'm going. I'm going to California. California. And that's how I ended up out here. Wow. Do you ever miss New York? I miss the people. You know, I miss you know yeah. my family and friends. Um, right. I do not miss the weather. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. And you still have your New, your New York accent. I can hear that. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I go back to New York, people don't think I sound like a New Yorker anymore. New York? When you say New York? Yeah, they they think I've lost my accent. To them, I don't I don't sound like like them anymore. That's crazy because you to me you sound so New York. Yeah. Very New Yorkish. Very New York. New York. With, which is a good thing to have. Don't ever lose it. I think so. I'm we have to be proud. proud of our accents. Very yeah. proud of where I came from. Yeah. So I was reading your biography, mm-hmm. and it listed some of your jobs that you had before you were a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a shoe salesman. <laughs> yeah, Danny. I met Danny. Oh, okay. Selling and bartender. Shoes. 
was a, and that Danny and I also used to do that for a catering company, yeah. Oh, so you were a bartender for the catering company. You weren't a cook or a chef for the. No, they wouldn't let me get the food. They wouldn't let you. Okay, all right. But this is the one that stands out in my mind. I want to find out about this. You were a Zamboni driver. <laughs> I was. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? And was that for a hockey? Was that for a skating rink for a, a hockey game? Yeah, or? it was for a skating rink. I worked in a Pickwick Ice Center in Burbank for many years, even while I was teaching. Before I was teaching, when I was substitute teaching. Um, you know, subs uh, don't work during the summer, and you can't collect unemployment. So uh, I got this job working for an ice skating rink, and um, that's how I made ends meet while I was substitute teaching. Then when I got hired on full-time, uh, I just stayed because I liked it. Oh, wow. Did you name your Zamboni? Did I name it? Did you have it? a name? <laughs> uh, no. No. I probably should have, huh? I could have, put a cool, I could have painted a cool Funny. name on the side. You could have called it Skinner. Skinner, yeah. oh, I should have painted that on the Zamboni. I know. Are there unions for Zamboni drivers? No, I, I don't think oh, so. Okay. No, <laughs> none that I'm aware of. All right, well, then you tell us a little bit about your book, um, 1225 Mistletoe Lane. Kind of give us a brief synopsis. Of the story or the yeah, genesis a, of the project? Um, well, about both. Okay, well, the genesis of the project, at first, this is kind of an old story. It was I, I originally wrote it as a half-hour teleplay back in the 80s when Amazing Stories was on. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I wrote a spec script for it and tried to sell it, and, and, and I couldn't. And it sat for many years, you know, uh, on my desk. And then I, I, I wrote a screenplay for it, and I from the screenplay, I made it into a book. And... Um, uh, and then, then I eventually ended up rewriting the screenplay uh, just mm-hmm. a few years ago. And then uh, after I rewrote it, I, I invited my friend Lee, uh, Lee Podgorski, uh, to uh, join me on the rewrite. And um, basically, it's just a, a – I think you said it best. I mean, if you like It's a Wonderful Life uh, and Back to the Future and maybe even Somewhere in Time, it's kind of a kind of a mixture of all three of those. Yeah. You know, it's about this guy who's who's lovelorn. He's, he he can't trust anybody because of an incident that happened to him in college, and uh, through the mysterious uh, or through the help of his mysterious uh, next door neighbor, his new neighbor, um, he goes on a journey that helps him um, learn how to trust people again, and and as a result, mm-hmm. find love. So it's a story of faith, love, and redemption. And the characters are so endearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so endearing. Were they based on anybody that you knew, or was it totally fiction? Well, I was going to say Jim is based on me, but now that you've said endearing, that that doesn't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now, wait a minute. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of elements uh, uh, or a lot of characteristics that Jim and I share. So. What about Galen and his extravagant outfits? Did you know anybody in your life that was dressed like that? No. Um, the, really, the inspiration for Galen was kind of um, uh, Doc, Christopher Lloyd, uh, from Back to the Future. Oh. Okay, yeah, because there's a DeLorean, we should tell people in the book. Right. It's, just, it's a nod. That was my nod to Back mm-hmm. to the Future because I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. And your book is awesome. And, again, um, you can buy it on Amazon. 
you really need to. If you haven't read it, you really need to because it, it's just delightful. There's no other way to describe it. It really is. It really is. Oh, I had a question. There was something that, that stood out, and I just fell on the floor laughing about this. It was right in the beginning of the of the uh, the book, and Jim is is uh, thinking about his past relationships and how they just weren't successful at all. And his first girlfriend was Gina, and his parents didn't like her at all. And his mother is on her deathbed, and her last dying words before her last breath. Don't you dare marry that tra- marry that tramp! <laughs> I just thought that was guilt, guilt, Mama's guilt. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, I just I just want to make it clear that that was not based on my mother. <laughs> okay. oh my but there is some Mama guilt somewhere, probably. Oh, you know, probably. Don't we all right? have that? Don't, yeah, we all have right. That. Especially Italian. Yeah. Right, Italians. That's that's like a. Big I don't. You know, deal. Southern. I'm telling you, you, you get it from the grandma and the mom, so and your aunts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Oh, good. It is normal. Mm-hmm. All right, James. Well, do you want to bring Danny in? Danny? Yeah. Oh, we can I just Danny. mention Hi, Danny. About, Can I just mention oh, something Hello there. Real quick? Oh, sure. Because there's sure. a deal. Um, uh, the book is hard to get new anymore because it's it's no longer in print. So if there's anybody out listening, uh, listen out there, I'm looking for a new publisher for it. You can still get it on Amazon, but there are new copies available at Moonstone Sellers in Cambria, California, which is just a little bit north of us, uh, of where wow. I live. It's owned by my friend Todd, and um, Todd has graciously agreed because uh, he's got signed copies in his tasting room. Um, you can get the book if you contact Todd at MoonstoneSellers.com, M-O-O-N-S-T-O-N-E-C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com. Nine ninety nine for the book if you order some wine, but he's going to give a 20% discount on any bottle of wine. Wow. Oh, nice. So, and they ship to most states. So go to MoonstoneSellers.com and, and order a, copy, a, brand, a signed copy, a brand new signed copy nice. of the book, along with some wine, and you'll get a deal. Right, some vino and a good read. There you go. Yeah, can't beat that. Can't beat that. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Danny, you there? Hey, Danny. Thanks for being on hold. Oh, that's okay. I enjoyed it. I hadn't heard those stories in a long time. (laughs) Well, listen, so how did you guys meet? Because you've known each other for so long. Well, I was working at a department store in, in uh, Glendale, Buffums, it was called back then, and Lenny was, that was his, as he told you earlier, that was his shoe-selling phase, and I was in my undercover security shoplifting-catching phase, <laughs> and we just struck up a conversation, and uh, and uh, he told me his brother was uh, going to be studying to be a substitute teacher, and he was, Lenny was going to do that, too, and I followed his lead on that, and... Uh, the rest is history. Okay. Well, we have to talk about your music because you're a wonderful musician. And I'm just wondering, how did you get your start? Where did your interest in music come from? And how old were you when you started playing the guitar? Uh, well, I was 12, and like uh, like millions of billions of guys uh, my age, as you know, you have to go back to the Beatles on uh, Ed Sullivan's show. Although I used to always love to listen to the radio, even you know, even uh, before then, I always just kind of loved music and records and 
and things. But then when the Beatles came on, of course, you know, like like a million other uh, people, of course, I wanted to, you know, do that and play guitar. Right. How did you come up with, with your band's name, Speed Limit, when you first moved to L.A.? Um, well, uh, I actually didn't come up with it. I oh, okay. teamed up with a songwriting partner of mine named uh, Keith Talmich, and um, and um, and his dad was actually in the record business. JT was his name, JT Talmich, and his whole family went back for quite a ways in the in the actual record business and the actual record distribution business. They were the first in like in the sixties to distribute Motown records and A and M records and and so uh, when I met Keith, um he played bass and he wrote lyrics too, like Lenny. Uh-huh. And when his dad could uh, get us in some uh, really good recording studios and you know back in the um late seventies, uh, we were recording, you know, right down there in Hollywood and twenty four track studios because his dad could barter some of his services. We actually recorded in the Gat Band's uh, recording studio. I don't know if you remember the Gat Band. You dropped the bomb on me, you know. The, 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 oh, yeah. Oh. And the bomb on me. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's how. And actually, then we're trying to think of a name. And uh, actually, JT, Keith's dad, actually came up with it somehow. I just remember sitting in a bowling alley coffee shop somewhere in North Hollywood and he told us that was kinda of, kinda of told us that was gonna be the name and we went, oh, okay, well, we like it. Okay, it works. Well, and that was such an exciting time to be on LA in the eighties. And do you have any memories of playing at, at the Whiskey A Go Go or did you ever meet Jim Morrison? Because <laughs> no. he was there uh, all the time. Jim, <laughs> Jim Morrison was uh, you know, a few years before I, I got down there oh. of course. But uh, yeah, I do have one memory of playing there. Um, I played there quite a few times, but there was one time in particular where we were the opening band. And so when you're the opening band, you are always the last one to do sound check. Mm-hmm. And so we did our we did our sound check and all, and then um, everybody kind of left to go have dinner or you know smoke weed or whatever they were going to do, <laughs> and. Um, and we were upstairs in the dressing room. Everybody left, and we, I and I came downstairs at the whiskey, uh, and uh, I kind of went. I was going to leave, and all of a sudden I noticed I was the only one in the whole building downstairs. There might have been somebody else upstairs still a little bit, but it was completely empty. And the whiskey a go go. Except I looked, it was dark. I looked on the stage. Uh, our amps were up there. The little lights. There was a little buzz coming out of the PA. You know. I said, whoa. I grabbed a chair and just mm-hmm. sat right in the middle of the whiskey all by myself and just imagined all the history, like oh. Jim Morrison, like Jimi Hendrix, like wow. the Beatles never played there, but they sat there, the Buffalo Springfield. I mean, and I just sat there and went, wow, what history came in, in this, uh, in between these walls? And I was just sitting mm-hmm. there kind of meditating on that. And, wow, that's and going, incredible. Wow, so that was, that's one of my favorite memories of the, specifically you asked about the whiskey, a go-go. That's a lovely memory. Um, yeah. First of all, I just want to say we have some callers, and we're going to get to you really soon. But um, first, Danny, you don't mind. I want to play uh, Cool Nerd from your oh. album, Shimmer. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, 
surprised. Do you want to tell us a little, give us a little bit of background on the song before I play it? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Um, those lyrics are written by um, a friend of mine, um, Halima Smith was her name, mm-hmm. and um, and she she was a good friend. I was just um, she write lyrics, and I thought oh, I wrote two or three songs with her. There's another one on there called Emotion Confused that I also wrote with her. And um, and um, in fact, that one was uh, used on the TV, uh, the old TV show on MTV. Um, it was called Made, I think, or something like that. Oh yeah, oh, anyway, I remember that. Sure. Yeah, but the cool nerd, um, you know, I just took the lyrics. It only has two chords in it, and uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I just uh, just wrote it. <laughs> I don't know, and then just went the recording <laughs> I like the title. Like, I like it. I like it. I like the title. People people do like it, and it has a pretty good video uh, produced and directed by Lon Andre, who's a mm-hmm. LA videographer. But um, got to get his name in there a little bit. But okay. uh, I was always proud of the acoustic guitar work as an acoustic song. You're you're a wonder. You just blow me away. You're so talented. I mean, I think you're a talented singer um, and guitarist too. I, to me, when I listen to you, I I don't know. I, I hope you take this as a compliment, but it's very reminiscent of like the Beach Boys kind of. Um, but yet it has a sort of um, you know it has an an eighties feel. I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I hear like the Beatles um, the Beatles in there. I hear the Beach Boys. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's a com- that is a compliment. I hope. <laughs> oh, I take it as I take it as a compliment for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I hear a little credence in there too. Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I, I like the credence Clearwater. In fact, I was just watching John Fogarty last night on the TV. No, oh, he's amazing. I have a John Fogarty story too. If you want to hear it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Bring it on. In fact, um, my wife and I, Cindy, we just went to the Cal Expo um, a couple nights ago, and I was reminiscing because I remember when I was a kid, I went. To, there was like a little grass area with this park benches, and this is uh, and Credence Clearwater was playing. I just happened to walk up when Credence Clearwater was playing, and uh, that was the time when, like, when Susie Q was um, a big hit. And uh, just a couple of days ago, telling the story that I remember I just walked up to the stage. And I just kind of put my arms on the stage. And I was just looking up, watching them. And they were playing Susie Q. And I don't know if you know the song Susie Q. It has a long guitar solo in it. Uh-huh. But anyway, the rhythm guitar player was just playing B over and over, like B, you know. <laughs> and I said, uh-huh. dang, that looks like something I could do. And so mm-hmm. that was also one of my inspirations to, you know, get into music. <laughs> B. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play Cool Nerd. Okay. Right. Okay, here right, we here go. We go.
awesome. Ooh, rock on, Danny. I feel like, I feel like that could be my theme song, except for the cool part. So. <laughs> Excellent. But I got the nerd part down. No, that's really good. Um, oh. Jane, we probably should take some phone calls. We've got some people that want to yeah. talk to you guys. Let's do uh, that. Let's do that. Let's bring on our first caller. It's area code 404. Hello. Hello. It's Sabrina. Hi. Hi, Sabina. Hi, Miss Sabrina. Hey, Lenny hi. and Danny. Say hi to Lenny and Danny. Hi, Lenny. Hi, Danny. Sabina. Hi, Sabina. Hello. It's been very interesting hearing about your stories, and uh, I enjoyed that song, and that is definitely good guitar playing. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. Um, I actually... I actually grew up in Sacramento, California myself. <laughs> wow. So I know exactly I know exactly what you meant when you said Cal Expo. I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um but uh I guess I have one quick question for Danny. What is your favorite song to play? My favorite song to to play. Hmm. Of 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 any song ever in the world? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, well, it changes It changes from time to time, but I kind of think the right now uh, when I play live, when I'm playing rock, I've been really enjoying playing the Led Zeppelin song, Rock and Roll, for some reason. Oh, cool. You know what I'm talking about? It's been a long time, been a long time. You know that song? Mm-hmm. That song, uh-huh. right? It's fun to yeah. play. Yeah. The only guitar I can play is Guitar Hero. <laughs> guitar Hero. <laughs> I know that's I not you're really You're very guitar. talented at that, I bet that. So. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good. I, well, I was. I haven't played in a while, so I'm probably rusty. Yeah. But I actually, when I was in um, eighth grade, I actually had a music class where we had to learn three different instruments, but we only got mm-hmm. the two we we did piano and guitar. We were supposed to do a, a wind instrument of some sort, but we never got mm-hmm. to it because we spent too much time on piano and guitar. Mm-hmm. But I could not get the guitar. I couldn't it hurts your fingers, doesn't it? Yeah. It hurts your fingers. You get calluses. It's really difficult. It, everybody on my dad's side hurting. plays guitar, but I he tried to teach me when I was little, and I was like, this hurts my fingers. <laughs> you know, but it's a great instrument. Um, so I you know what? It didn't really hurt me. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, um, I was just going to say, uh, on guitar, uh, to learn guitar, guitar is pretty easy, and you can learn a few chords and then write yourself a lot of songs and get a lot of enjoyment. But I think the key is, is when you go to buy a guitar, to take somebody along, because if you buy a guitar that the strings are too high off the neck, right. then no matter how hard you try, it's almost going to be impossible to play. So if somebody helps you pick out a decent Easy, easy to play guitar. You'd be surprised mm-hmm. how easy how easy it is, and then you would be uh, enthusiastic and keep going and not get discouraged. Yeah. I was lucky in that area when I wanted to buy a guitar. I had a real yeah. easy guitar to play. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with, with this class, they they provided the guitars, so I couldn't really mm-hmm. no. Provided for me, and we we had them in the classroom. I didn't take it home or anything. It was just learning. I about it and then the piano was the same way i really did good with the piano mm-hmm. and i got to a point where i could play a song you know from memory 
and now I, I, I lost it because I didn't keep up with it after the yeah, class. After the class was over, I didn't have a piano. So I would love to relearn again because the piano was fun. I enjoyed it. I love the piano, yeah. The piano is great. But we learned. Does anyone ever hear of the zither? I have, yeah. Heard of it. Yeah. You put it on your lap, and you, it's kind of it's got strings, uh-huh. and you use a pick, and you uh-huh. just kind of zzz. Please. <laughs> we play the judge in the south. Disappointment. So we do. I had a yeah. zither once, but then I went to the doctor, and he gave me some medicine, and I was better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a great comedian as well. That's funny. Yeah, that's um, like, Lenny, I wanted to... like Lenny had a Zamboni, then he had to go to the doctor too. And... <laughs> had to get my Zamboni removed. Was it successful removal? It's successful Zamboni removal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I did want to ask Lenny about this this book. I, I'm interested in checking it out. Um, it, it sounds like a great uh, story for even a movie as well. Do you, do you have plans to turn it into one? Or Well, yeah, we have a screenplay. I have a screenplay for it, and um, I think in a little bit we're going to talk about how the CD, Mistletoe Lane, and, and the book and the movie all and the script all you know came together. But, yeah, there's a screenplay, and we've actually um, – had several people really interested in it, and um, the problem right now is it's, it's such a tough economy that, and it's a period uh-huh. piece, and uh, just indie f- uh, funding for uh, for films is, is so difficult right now. But period pieces, especially tough because you know obviously they cost a little bit more because now you have to get costumes and uh, right. and bars and locations, right. and so this is just a. Not a good time to be writing indie movies, <laughs> but mm. but there is a screenplay, and um, actually the songs. That's how the, the the CD Christmas on Mistletoe Lane came about because I, you know, when I was writing the screenplay, you know, you you want to put in music for certain scenes, sure. and everything um, that I could think of had either all the songs I could think of had either been done to death or didn't quite fit. So I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to write some lyrics and then I'm going to I'm going to contact Danny. And see, you know, what he thinks. And so that's what I did. I, I contacted Dan. I said, Dan, I have some lyrics. You know, do you think you... And I told him what I was doing with the screenplay. I said, you think uh, you can put them to music? And he said, send them to me. So I sent him, I believe the first one was It's Finally Christmas, the lyrics for that. And a few weeks later, a couple weeks later, he, he sent me an MP3. He had a, recorded the song. And it was a great song. And I'm like, wow. wow. All right, I have some more. And then we ended up with a, with a whole CD. Whole, whole CD, yeah. Um, Danny, oh, I just want to add... Danny, I, I'm just curious. Um, <clears throat> is it easier to write songs? I mean, do you, what is your songwriting process? I mean, do, do you do you write lyrics too, or do you do you write music for the lyrics? Or, I mean, mm-hmm. how does that work? What is your process? Yeah, I obviously well, like to write the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> kind of, kind of all different ways. I sometimes would get a title or an idea, and I'll I'll thrash out a lyric. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes a uh, short time. Uh, sometimes I would pick up a guitar and something, the words would come out along with the chords. Mm-hmm. However, reflecting back on the you know last number of years, uh, I've done more with uh, lyricists. Uh, so apparently that is what I find the easiest it, uh, right. to do and the, and the best to do. I've written with Lenny and uh, my speed limit partner, Keith, and Kalima on the cool nerd, and then the and I did another thing with Klondike Carl, and uh, 
And um, and so anyway, um, you know, anyway a song kind of comes out, it, it comes out, and I'm grateful for any any time that like the muse hits, as Lenny would say. But um, I've had my most, I think, success and my most, uh, you know, volume of, right. of songs writing with uh, lyricists. It's, when, I don't know, it's, it's really fun and kind of easy when the lyricist writes something and it kind of clicks with you. And, mm-hmm. and I try to do something often, like if they write a sad song, I'd maybe put, try to put a happy, happy chords to it, or if it's a right. kind of happy song, I'll turn it into a mic. Uh, just to spend a fun to drink a couple uh, Coors Lights and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, Lenny, Lenny's, lyrics are, Lenny's lyrics are very good. Uh, and uh, what I enjoy about Lenny's, Lenny's lyrics is what I call turn of a turn of a phrase and mm-hmm. his word choice. You know, kind of like that's what I loved about, uh, believe it or not, Cole Porter, that they mm-hmm. used interesting and unusual words. It wasn't your normal love, dove, you know, you know, the rhymes, the unusual rhymes right. and, and unusual choices of words. That's what kind of piques my interest. Well, we actually have some songs from uh, Mistletoe Lane that we're, we're going to play. But um, let's I think we're going to take another caller. caller. Yeah. Thanks so, so much for calling, Sabina. Thank you, doll. We love Thank you. Thank you, Sabina. Thank you for my call. It was nice chatting with you guys. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's bring on our next call. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Who's this? Is it me? It's the yeah. again. <laughs> this is Lisa. Um, Lisa. Mama loves this. Hi. Hi, Hi Lisa. Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are oh, you? Thanks for calling You're in. Good, sweetheart. Hi. So, do you do you have Hi. a question for Lenny and Danny, or do you want to gab with them? Sure. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I would like, uh, first of all, love uh, I too love hearing the stories. Um, I would love to read the book. I'm a sucker for Christmas, so that sounds like it's right up my alley, so I'm definitely going to look for that. And um, I guess first for Lenny, I uh, just wonder, do you miss teaching at all? Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Yes <laughs> and no. question for him. Um, um, it, Teaching has changed a lot since Danny and I first got into it, and um, I think I liked it more back in the day uh, when it got uh, when, when when all the changes uh, that have been made in the last decade or so came into education. It sort of got uh, tiresome for me, and I didn't. I found I didn't enjoy it as much as I did as I used to. So I went into teaching adults, adult education, and I found that more um, satisfying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can understand that. I taught for three years, and then I've been home for quite a while, and I'm not really uh, itching to get back into it, so I can understand that. But it's definitely a, a good and worthwhile career. But maybe, yeah, I can I can understand that with the kids, and I can see how maybe teaching adults would be not easier, but a little bit, I don't yeah. know, it seems less stress, perhaps. It seems to me what's happened is um, uh, they, they too much pressure has been put on the teachers to now mm-hmm. discipline Absolutely. the children. Where it used to be the administration's yes. uh, 
you know, uh, thing. And now the administrations right. in many schools, to me, it just seems like they've they don't want to deal with it. They just want the teachers to to deal with it, and mm-hmm. it's not really a teacher's job. You know, that's really what yep. the administrators are there for. So that's really that really became the most frustrating thing for me is uh, in teaching was uh, you know high school is that administrators no longer seem to want to discipline the children. Yeah, sure. I mean, I yeah, I both my parents were teachers, and unfortunately, they they had to retire early. Because of the situation, um, they just weren't enjoying it anymore. Yeah. But they it's taught for years. It's, yeah, it's very stressful, <laughs> and it's not something you get rewarded for greatly either. So it's, it's no. I can understand that. Yeah. No, I think I think teaching is a calling. I really do. I think that you have to, you know, really be have a desire to, you know, educate, and it, it's it's a calling and. Um, it's a shame that teachers aren't uh, paid better, you know. So yeah. you see these athletes and these actors that get paid, you know, millions and millions of dollars, and then you have mm-hmm. these teachers that are, you know, working their behinds off, you know, mm-hmm. for for what, you know? Yeah. It's, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Uh, well, Lisa, I'm oh, sorry. Do you have another question or? Oh no, I was just going to say thank you for answering that. Oh, oh you're quite yeah, welcome. Thank you, thank you for asking it. All right, Mr. Stella, we're going to let you go. Oh, I'm sorry, Lenny. Do you have something? No, I was just going to say, if, if you get a copy of the book, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. I'm sure I will. It sounds great. Okay, thanks. Oh, thanks so much for calling. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You Bye. too. Bye. All right, we okay. have, okay, do we have another caller? I think no, we... not right now. Not right no, now, but no, I, think... I don't think so. Do you see? I don't know. I thought I thought Niles was going to call him, but he may have he may have had to go. So I yeah, I think he might have. Let me just check the switchboard here. Make sure. No, I think I have everybody. Okay. I That's think he he, like, made have, he might have uh, he may have had, had to go it, somewhere. Yeah. Right, right. So, do you want to play? Anything from the uh, soundtrack? We have a couple um, of songs. Yeah. Or do you want to ask another play. question about it? Well, I have a question, Lenny, about the screenplay. Do you have anybody in mind, any actors in mind? Yes, I would love to get tra- Christopher Lloyd to um, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. to play oh, yeah. uh, Galen. In fact, uh, there's a company, a production company, who really likes Mistletoe Land, and they've been trying to, they're in Canada, they've been trying to oh, seek great. funding for it. Uh, they tried to find an outlet for it on Canadian TV. I spoke to them the other day. Well, via email, and uh, you know, they were telling me about their project, their new project that they're working on right now, and they're doing, they're shooting in Canada, a Christmas movie uh, that Christopher Lloyd's in. And I said, Well, wow. can you can you ask him if he want to play yeah. Galen in No Harm you know, in Asking in, in Mistletoe Lane? And they said, Well, no, never know, you never know. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, because they, I know they would still like to do it someday. So I'm hoping they approach uh, Mr. Lloyd with that. Uh, Proposition. That would be incredible. Yeah, probably. Who would you like to play, Jim? Uh, well, if I was twenty years younger, me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of hard, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of any Italian American actors in their early thirties, really. Hmm. Hmm. Just think about that one. I don't know. How about you? Molly? She was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Who who could play Molly? Gee, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not that one. familiar with actors and actresses in their, like, yeah. you know, late twenties to early thirties, mid thirties. All right. Well, let's play something from the CD 
Oh, you want to play? Uh, Why don't you play my favorite? Merry Christmas one is to you, my dearest friends. Okay, okay. So we're going to do that one first, and then we're going to go right into Christmas Day in California. Great. That's Danny's okay. name. Okay, yeah. here we go. All right. The tree is up. The fire is warm. The snow outside makes quite a storm. Merry Christmas to you, my dearest friends. The party's on, the guests arrive. No better time to be alive. Merry Christmas to you. My dearest friends I wish it lasted all year long I love the films, the books, the songs The turkey's cooked The cider's poured now it's time to thank the Lord. Merry Christmas to you, my dear friends. I wish it lasted all the year. I love the food, the gifts, the cheer. All your neighbors that you greet just have a kind of glow And on strangers in the street it also seems to show That warm feeling you can bet we all remember That warm feeling people get each December So just go home the fire dies I cannot wait 365 Merry Christmas to you My dearest friends Merry Christmas to you My dearest friends Wonderful. You know, Tasha, I see some other callers. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, well, let's. Uh, okay. Well, do let's we have time? Them. Yeah, sure. I, um, we I think have, we have two more callers. Yeah, let's take them and then we'll play uh, Danny's favorite song okay. from the album. Okay, great. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Christy. Yes. Hi, Hi. girl. Thanks for calling in. Hi, you're welcome. Do you have, do you have any questions for, for Danny? Oh, I do. I was listening, and you said something about wanting Christopher Lloyd, and you were thinking about the actors. Um, you know, I remember um, watching a lot of TV movies and stuff growing up, and have you ever thought about any of the new, younger actors that, you know, you could possibly make them look like they're Italian-American? 
Um, yeah, but I, again, I'm uh, I'm not that familiar with um, actors in that in that age range. Oh, hey, Lenny, okay. How about Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> he's too old anyway, and he's too Texas. He's too old. He's too Southern. Matthew McConaughey's too old. Because you've got so many of the younger the younger guys that that are really out there that are you know Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lutner. And you've got a lot of those that are versatile. They could be versatile. Ryan Gosling. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to dye his hair though, because yeah. Ryan Gosling yeah. doesn't right. have. Or even Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like who? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> these people. I don't know. So where where can I pick up your a copy of your book? Um, Amazon, but I don't think there are any new copies on Amazon. Um, you can get one, uh, a signed copy, through Moonstone Sellers. Uh, if you go to their website, moonstonesellers.com. Uh-huh. Um, my friend Todd, uh, it's a winery in Cambria, California. And if you buy a, a, a bottle of wine, he'll give you a 20% discount and the book for $9.99. A signed well, there copy you go, of the book Christy. for $9.99. <laughs> but um, other than that, you'd, uh, like a used copy, you can get a good used copy. Uh, copy, I, I believe, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or just if you Google it, you can find places. Okay. Oh, the wine would be the best. I, I'm a, a <laughs> caterer. So. Oh, Todd's wines, yeah. I have to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because he's a he's a friend of mine, on the Central Coast, he just makes the best wine. Central Coast mm-hmm. of California, he's the best winery. I, I, his Viognier, if you like, his sweeter wines, and his Gewurztraminer. I do, I oh, do. Those man. are those are what I favor, and those are what my clients. I cook personal dinners oh. as well, and so those are exactly what they favor: the you sweeter wines because they pair so much better with this stuff. But yeah, I'll definitely check that one. And oh, getting definitely. a signed copy would even be just as better. And getting a used book that may be missing three or four pages. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. No, Todd makes. Um, uh, you'll you'll love his wines. MoonstoneSellers dot com. Okay, I'll be checking that out as soon as I get done with the show. Great. Thank you so Appreciate much. It. Oh, thanks, Christy, for calling thanks. in. Oh, Hope you're you enjoy welcome, the book, Christy. Uh huh. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. We have another one more caller. Yeah. Area code three one five. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who is this? It's Amy. Hi, Amy. Oh, thanks for calling in. I'm sorry you were on hold so long. I think we missed we missed your call here. No, uh, I was on hold, but uh, you kept saying that you didn't have another caller in the queue, so I called back. (laughs) Aww. Um. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I read Lenny's book. Oh, it was really sweet. Um, oh, but I, thank you. I want. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you though, are you gonna are you gonna make any more Vinny the Elf? Oh, Vinny the Elf. You know, um, I actually did write um, uh, a little Vinny the Elf script um, that I was gonna do last Christmas, and I just never got around to it. But uh, Vinny the Elf, that character was the inspiration for the screenplay I wrote, Vinny the Elf, which I actually have a couple of people trying to find funding for it, a couple of producers who are trying to find funding for it. Um, so that's uh, hopefully hopefully we'll see that on the screen one day, Vinny. Oh, I love Vinny. Vinny Vinny's love hilarious. Him. Not me, though, a younger Vinny. Uh, you know, <laughs> a younger Vinny? A younger, <laughs> younger, a younger no. more handsome Vinny, not me. No, no, no. I like the Lenny, Lenny Vinny. can you do a Vinny voice for us? Oh, oh. Man, my, you mean my buddy there, Vinny the Elf, yeah. 
Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> but would you would you like to ask Vinny a question? I can call him into the room. <laughs> yeah. Amy, ask Vinny yeah, a Amy, question. Ask Vinny a question. <laughs> uh, uh, which does he prefer, uh, knishes or uh, uh, or ravioli? <laughs> I like the cannoli personally. Oh. Vinny's a big fan of cannoli. Oh, the cannolis, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vinny cracks me up. I love Vinny. We love Vinny and Vinny's hat. Yeah, <laughs> where did the hat come from? Yeah, where did that come from? The hat the that Vinny hat. wears. Um, you know, I I, I was walking past a um uh a. a, a, a a costume shop in San Luis Obispo, and I saw the hat in the window, and I said, "Oh, I gotta have that." <laughs> I gotta have that. that. Yeah. Uh, Gaddy, can't you? You can watch it on YouTube, can't you, Vinny? Uh, yeah, that's right. You can, you can see Vinny on YouTube if you just go to YouTube and type in Vinny the Elf. Um, yeah. Now yeah, you'll see him in all his glory. Vinny he needs his own reality his... show. He really does. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch. Cool. I'd watch a Vinny reality show. I would too. We would. I would, do, I would do one. I would do one if somebody <laughs> approached me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, Amy, I'm glad you called. You're gonna have to call back when uh, Jane and I. Um, we we do interviews, and then sometimes we just chat amongst ourselves on different mm-hmm. topics. So, um, definitely call back because Amy Amy has a lot to say about a lot of things. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I yeah, I have opinions. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> All right. Thanks. So you'll right. hopefully you'll call in next week. You'll be a regular. Okay. Yeah. You'll have right. to be regular. Thanks Bye. so much, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Talking to you. Glad you joined, enjoyed the book. Oh, it, it was a great book, Lenny. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. So did we have we got all our callers now? Did I we? think so. I had to scroll down and. Uh, Let me look in the yeah. chat room. Is, Let me just say, is there anybody in the chat room that is? We have on hold, and we are not aware of it. Just you know, give us a heads up. Like I don't, I don't see anything. Can I just, no, I don't. Can I just uh, say something about Merry Christmas to my dearest friends? Um, sure. Um, which I love uh, for two things, for two reasons: the the uh, the harmonizing that Danny and Cindy do on it, and then the kind of flamenco uh, flavored guitar playing toward the end. Uh, I. Man, I just I just think that both of those things make that song so terrific. It's a great song. And you did a wonderful job with the lyrics. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Is so ready for Christmas? Yeah, I oh, was okay. waiting. You stay in California? Yeah, well, yeah, you ready but for that? Wanted, yeah, but I did want to give a heads up to my, like Lenny had just mentioned, I was waiting there for the right moment to give a heads up to my wife, Cindy, who does the harmony on there, which adds so much uh, to the songs. I think she has a voice kind of kind of reminds me of Karen Carpenter, just real uh, mm-hmm. kind of pure and and uh, good for harmony. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Yeah, we love yeah, you, no, Cindy. Terrific job. Awesome. She Hi, Cindy. Job. <laughs> All right, right well, let's right go now. into right. the Christmas Day in California. We're going to play that. Here we go. Great.
dot com. And uh, there's also a Facebook page for 1225 Mistletoe Lane. So if anybody's on Facebook right. and they want to type that in and give it a like, that'd be great too. Definitely. Terrific. Well, guys, thank you so much. This was great. This was so much fun. Well, thanks for yeah, having you, us on. You guys were our first interview. Sorry. And I appreciate that. That's great. I, I <laughs> That was great to be the first guest. I like that. <laughs> well, you guys are awesome. So I thank you honored. so much. Oh, All right. Well, I guess we'll be talking to you on Facebook and checking in with you guys. So, um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. You too. Thanks again, yeah, you guys. It was so nice meeting both of you. You too, Jane. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye, Bye, Dan. Bye, 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 y'all. Bye, y'all. Oh, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yay, our first interview. Yay. That was Yay. so much fun. They're really sweet. They're lovely. They're lovely. So do you want to plug our uh, next show? Yeah, sure, I do. I do. I'm very mellow now from that music. I hate the music, yeah. Mellow it's down relaxing. here. <laughs> so calm. Oh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, next week, we're, we're really excited about our next show. It's uh, Monday, July the 30th at 8 Eastern Standard Time. Fantastic. We are going to be interviewing William McNamara. And he's one of our favorite actors, right? Yeah, we love him. He's adorable. We affectionately call him Billy. Whether he likes it or not, we call him Billy. I I don't like to call him Willie, but... Willie. (laughs) Or Billy Mac, when are you coming back? Or is that Jimmy Mac? I don't know, but... I think it's Jimmy Mac, but that's Who cares, but we'll we'll say, Willie Mac, when are you coming back? Yeah. Anyway, he's he's been in such films as Stealing Home and Wildflower, Chasers, Copycat, where, like I said last week, he's the most adorable serial killer I've ever seen. And Doing Time on Maple Drive, which was also a terrific movie. And he's an avid animal rights activist and a student of yoga. So if anyone's interested in, in any of those topics, please call in and and talk to him about it. And he's also going to be talking about his new production called The Trouble with Billy, and he's the producer, director, and star of the series. So they're gearing up for production. So he'll it be on. Really I think that's funny. really going to be a great show. If you get on YouTube, I believe there's a clip, uh, a trailer for The Trouble yeah. with Billy, and watch it. It looks hysterical. It's sort of like a, a kind of has a curve your enthusiasm kind of mm-hmm. vibe to it. It's, it's scripted reality. Um, yeah. so, it's really fun. Yeah, check it out. So anyway, guys, listen, uh, we'll always be updating everything as to guests and and schedule, so don't forget to check out our Facebook page, that's Chit Chat Chicks, and then our Twitter account, which is Chit Chat Chicks Live. Boy, I said that one really well, didn't I? You did really well. And also our blog, and that's chitchatchickslive.blogspot.com. Dot com, mm-hmm. and there'll be updates, so just keep checking it. And um, I think that's it for today. Do you have anything else you want to say, Tash? I am all talked out, believe it or not. So. I, me too. Me too. <laughs> I know. We're the I need a little drink. I need some vino. Let's, go, let's, let's order some Moonstone Cellar wine. Let's do. Fill out for the do. afternoon. Just relax. So. But, um, no, please tune in on Monday, and, um, yeah, that's, I don't know, I don't have anything else to say. I don't and have anything the, else to say except thank that's you. That's a rarity. 
for everybody for listening and for calling Thanks in. So and spread the word and tell your friends to uh, to listen to our show. Um, we're having a great time, and we're going to have some great guests lined up. So please listen in. And I, I think that's it for the day. So we'll see you next that's Monday. Right. Okay, Take bye-bye. Care, have people. a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.